0: philosophy is we like to say home mono," which means like genuine things so it's something one of the architects that we often work with said it really well I said you cut it and cut it and it's still the same thing inside um, so and that also kind of extends to um, just things that age well and have a light footprint and I think aging well equals light footprint because even if it takes a lot of energy to begin with um, If you use it for the right amount of time, you just, it made sense, you know.
1: Welcome to Seek Sustainable Japan on location. I'm JJ Walsh. And in this video, I had the chance to go to Okayama to visit Jonathan Stollemeyer and see the beautiful renovation that he's done for his business and home out of a hundred year old Japanese house.
0: My name is John Solmeier and I'm a carpenter in Okayama doing traditional carpentry, um, but also trying to combine that with you know modern uh, technology and uh, amenities that we all would love to have. And, um,
1: and this is?
0: This is my house that finally is unfinished. So this is the unfinished open house. That in Japanese we say Kansei Kengakai, but I said Mi Kansei because it's totally unfinished. But um, you gotta move in at some point. And uh, I've been working on it for two years while working on projects. Um, so it's been a labor. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, gonna be nice to finally, you know, have a, a house of our own and family and be able to bring, you know, community around. So the, this is the original Genkan. Which is why this I put this old ditty back on there. Too bad to have the Nokiugoya, which is the original like farm equipment uh, storehouse, not used because it's a beautiful space too. So got rid of the entrance here, but um, then we had to do something that you kind sometimes see with uh, temples that have you know the monk living and there's this weird roof system that kind of combines the two but then we wanted the entrance to still be south-facing because so that's good Fusui or feng shui or whatever um, and then we can kind of go you can go into this wing or you can go into that wing and we can have a main living space and then a space for guests that we also use for living so that's where the Genkan idea came from. This side is the old um, no which is where the farm equipment was this is the old house and then i made uh we took these are actually the beams from the uh, floor in the old part of the house that i wanted to change the height a little bit but also fix the floor structure but the beams were actually a bunch of them were in amazing shape and like beautiful so I thought we're gonna reuse these. This is old pine and the new pine it's hard to get good stuff uh, so we don't usually use it but it was you know it it hasn't termites haven't eaten it for a hundred years so I don't think they're gonna (laughs) do the next hundred and then uh, this is an old uh, part of the uh, uh, old column that was much more square but I just Hewed it and put it in and just kind of took a bunch of the old pieces that were still in good shape and was trying to reuse them in fun ways <laughs> the, the biggest thing is just You know, we're gonna be living in there and it's gonna get messy sometimes but I still want to be able to have a client come and see and talk about their dream for their new home and uh, not uh, Be able to experience but not be kind of overwhelmed by the uh, we're living there thing (laughs) so my wife and I talked and she really likes plaster that is not quite finished with the lime Uh, she thinks that sort of roughness is beautiful and I do too but I also feel like this white lime plaster is really good for it's got a waterproofing to it you can like touch it it's not gonna flake off and that part of the process she was like wow that's really beautiful I want to make that the finish sometime, so that's what we we did here. Beautiful. Um, in. The you know most important wall is also hiding where you can just put your stuff, which is you know sort of an American thing. So we'll have hooks on here, and then you can everybody can put their coat on, and you won't see it when you come in. When you're in here, and in the winter and the summer, what I did, I also made this kind of a. This is a. a how do you call it it's kind of a, a trap where if you go into a kambini in the beginning there's that space that doesn't let the hot air and cold air go out as easily and that's a common thing in uh, japan in the north too in like hokkaido and places like that where you really don't want to lose your warm air but it's also not a bad idea in general because you save on energy and so when you first come in, if we if it's that time of the year where we need to heat it or cool it, you can have this all shut. And then you go to the left, it's kind of the uh, kitchen and uh, guest space. And if you go to the right, it's more the living space. So we reused these old doors that were on the outside, which was another idea by my wife that was cool. But everything can be reused. They weren't tall enough, so we just did a little joinery Yay, down there yeah. made them a little taller uh-huh. um, and these were koshido so they didn't have they didn't would, wouldn't stop air movement so i just put shoji on the back nice. which was kind of a fun idea and then when you come in you got the kitchen and in the back living dining um, And the idea is to be able to get people from the community together and do different things um, in here Uh, even if it's just like all getting together and playing board games or you know the more the community can kind of come together and have a meal and I don't know that was my life in America my friends and my community we got together every weekend without question we were kind of it just depended on where you were going to go and what you were going to do. And you felt so uh, connected and safe. And if you were not doing so well, like people would get it and they would reach out to you in that moment when you came together. And so I'm excited. There's a lot of ways we do that in Japan too, but I'm excited about making that a little bit more personal here too. And it feels like we can because we've got young people and old people who are excited about that too. So the guy who is running that and doing great and going to Tokyo and all over the place he said the exact same thing he said you know I know this chef who worked in um, Kyoto but he is living in Okayama now and he would love to like come do a pop-up or something and I thought yeah I don't have to cook (laughs) get everybody together (laughs) one of the ideas of this uh, building is to just constantly capture the views of all these beautiful farms out there and also this is the this is perfectly south so you know tons of light in uh, living and dining we're using shoji instead of curtains but you know that's gonna be another thermal break where we can you know when we shut all the shoji it's not too bright but You've also got this air in between um, and uh, you, I mean, I got rid of the Engawa because my opinion is that it always becomes just a place where you put stuff because <laughs> you kind of can't see it. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, all these were in here, but we just take those out. We get all this space. Yeah. Um, you know, it feels spacious. We, we these are the, you know, they're the curtains now, so you don't have to have curtains.
1: Beautiful, and it adds a bit of insulation too, right?
0: Exactly, because you know you've got this, you know, this space in between your exterior doors and here it definitely makes a difference. And if it was here, that the, the common, you know, understanding is that this space adds insulation, but the reality is. Insulation is often made up of small air spaces so the the smaller airs you know you've got a space but it's not too big makes it harder for energy to travel through so if you can layer those small spaces you can get a better uh, you know effect so in Japan of course there's double pane, triple pane, all that sort of stuff one of the other window systems is like a vacuum system which is what we use a lot because in order to make the doors not as thick, um, sliding doors and stuff like that. To use. You can get as good or better a rating than a double pane window with some of these um, and the glass is only 6.7 or 7 millimeters thick so you can fit it into traditional, But you know. Uh, that said, I you know, I kept this like crazy fun ninja door where, <laughs> we, you know, which is totally not insulated but just too cool to not have I think we call it the party door because you can go like right out to the right out to the deck out there and then there's other people who are like all technology and now there's this big group that's right in the middle and saying like we can use the technology to uh, do things in a way that's kind of in, in you know, influenced by historical permaculture and all that sort of stuff but you know using technology is okay like you don't have to do everything with a hoe you know what I mean and that middle ground is where the sweet spot is and where things are gonna move I think in, a, in the future so or, oh. uh, I hewed the floor with an ads and it's the first time I've ever done this much of a floor like this um, but yeah I just every morning I woke up and I hewed a couple uh boards and then went to work and then a couple months later they were all done. Wow. The the irony is there are some uh machines that kind of are trying to mimic this now, mm-hmm. but it's too uniform. And it's possible to develop a machine that has, you know, non-uniformity, but there probably won't be the demand for that. So when a human does it, you know, it's you'd go for cr- relatively uniform, but that there's that I don't know (laughs) little bit that's not perfect Mm -hmm. and there's some it's kind of the same conversation again but there's something really that touches the heart I think about that sort of thing I love the way it feels under your feet there's something I mean you know flat like plain surface is nice but there's something so amazing about a surface that's not flat and I first experienced it and just totally lost it when I was in Kobe in Akashi where there's a home that's nearly more than a thousand years old and it's all of course hewn because they didn't have any planes and over a thousand years the bumps are like disappearing basically because people have walked on it and it's just glistening with you know everybody's and yet because it's not perfectly flat there's something about your and Humanity that you kind of get, you know, you don't walk around in flat places anywhere in <laughs> nature And so you kind of my experience is that um, But yeah,
1: you kind of settle into it
0: exactly there's right? something I, That's my and a lot of people that's what they say they you know they come in and take automatically take their slippers off to be in here and you know okay. and feel it One of the other things that made me really want to do was show uh, the, the like stunning hewn beams that are, you know, kind of ironically always above the ceiling oh my God. and so I mean this is just, this is all not with a chona, not, not an ads, but an axe um, and you know these are all hundred years old and they were probably you know properly cut and dried way before that I mean, the reality was we had a ton of leaks in the roof because nobody had lived here for 10 years. The tatami had a hole the size of, you know, a 60 centimeter pizza, just like massive. Um, And so the ceiling was obviously damaged. And so that kind of gave me the idea, okay, let's just open this whole space up. See these cool, you know, old beams and stuff like that. We put insulation in the ceiling as well. But what's coolest about this space is that this is a perfect example of how to do, how to use what's called the Venturi Effect, which is a scientific name. But it's really, simply put, it's saying that hot air wants to rise, cool air wants to go down. And you can get almost a suction if you open up uh, windows in the top because air movement, up high is usually faster because there's less things for the air to run into, right? So if you open up these windows at the top and then I open up the other windows uh, on the other side that are the same, you get a lot of air movement um, and it will suck up the hot air and leave it cooler in this space in the summer. So when it was 37 degrees out and I was even working here, if I opened everything up and opened up these lower windows too it was totally fine you know and that's because we got insulation in the roof and we were are using these sort of intelligent historical you know no energy needed ways to you know make it you gotta put Screens and stuff, so you don't get destroyed by the bugs. But <laughs> um, yeah, just open it all up and let it let it flow, sort of thing. So, um, and this is the back of the house, so nobody's gonna come like peeking in on us, which I don't even care. But of course, my wife doesn't want to be uh, you know peeked at from outside, which makes sense. That's a very cultural thing too. I think. I mean, in the states, we always want to see out, and we're not so worried about people seeing us in. And I think they're much more private here which is just a cultural difference but yeah so i you know this is just an opportunity to sit we got the kotatsu and whatnot people together here but then i'm going to work on the garden which hasn't started yet out there and you'll be able to see the garden it's kind of like
1: even the green is beautiful yeah calming it's like a perfect meditation room right you could do yoga here oh i
0: I want to do a zazen kai yeah because um you know that's part of my history is living at a zen temple in the u.s for two years um and kind of running those where everybody came together and we sat in meditation for a month or a week or whatever so it'd be it would be amazing to have people come once a week or whatever and get together and just sit here in silence Uh, because there's something super supportive about your practice if you have other people do it with you so yeah i mean that's exactly right that's the idea
1: storage is also important
0: yeah so these guys are just you know it's a small little space that we made to be able to put my kids toys the other thing is you know if we're gonna have a meeting there with clients my kids got all this train set or something out and they're coming just gonna plop it in here and then you know i mean People probably wouldn't care, but it's nice to like make it tidy and give them an idea of what the kind of I don't know canvas is that they're going to work with if they try and do this that or the other thing. Of
1: course, and you could so. keep double in there and right. pull them out. Exactly. Like a, the minimalist.
0: Exactly. Clearing
1: away is always a challenge. In Japan, oh my right?
0: goodness! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> don't even get me started about that one.
1: <laughs> and here. there's a
0: reason Marie Kondo is in America because she couldn't convince anybody to clear away here <laughs> this thing is this really of value to me is huge right um, because it also makes you take better care of the things that are of value to you you know and that's what I look at when I see these old houses it's like this is not something we want to throw out this is like a value to this you know country no, these and- are all original um yeah the uh, Did and then
1: stain them or anything they just I
0: put oil on them I gave yeah. them a little oil love because they were really uh you know they were kind of how do you call it they've been whited out, sort of, and so I put just a natural um oil on them that over time will kind of the 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 glossy effect will dampen down over time there's, but. A, there's two products that I really. Uh, recommend one is architectural Egoma which it's perilla oil is what it's called in English but it's uh really really good um, there's there's also kind of Egoma which is like sesame style but that's for eating it's a different thing you wanna get the perilla oil, the architectural um, and then the other one that we really like is uh, it's called idolha it's a it's originally as she's in Tokyo, so it's like something that you know is not gonna harm the environment that you could you know my boss's kids like ran around with it all over their hands putting it on his floor and um you know supposedly you can eat it it's mostly vegetable based and the more we looked into it it seemed like a really good product so that's another one that. fun because when you find a good product like a good oil that you can stain stuff with or i don't know yeah, something that just really works, and um, also things that look better with age. Like, oh, okay. and one of the conversations that everybody is interested in is that you know everything's kind of flipped on its head. Where historically, this whole house was built from wood in the mountains in this area, you know, handsawed by people, and it like it says on the um board that was put up when the house was raised how many how many man hours and days and whatnot to do it all what you said that really struck me was we're using japanese wood in japanese houses because the biggest hurdle that we probably have with the you know community of builders right now is just not using wood from other countries it's just tons of amazing wood and yet it's it's so expensive that they're taking beautiful like amazing trees and making them into chip and buying not so good wood and then transporting it over the ocean, which is also not good for the wood, and then using that in a building in Japan. And you think, what is going on here? You know. Yeah, I mean, our philosophy is we like to say home mono, which means like genuine things. So. It's something, one of the architects that we often work with said it really well. I said you cut it and cut it and it's still the same thing inside. Um, so, and that also kind of extends to um, just things that age well and have a light footprint. And I think aging well equals light footprint because even if it takes a lot of energy to begin with, um, if you use it for the right amount of time, you just, it made sense, you know. If you get it and throw it out really quickly you're automatically probably spending more energy than you should be so um yeah that's the that's the basic philosophy and it's really easy to do is the ironic thing right yeah i mean my boss and partner yamamoto who started this company a year before i came on um, the whole reason he started was because he was doing temples and shrines and then you know his apprenticeship and his early career doing that, and he realized all of a sudden one day, why doesn't why aren't the homes being built like this? He was like looking at the raisings and stuff of the regular homes, and he thought, I have no idea what they're doing. That doesn't look anything like what I'm doing. Um, and he thought, oh, I need to look into this. And so then he started looking into it, and he understood the difference. And then he found an architect that was concentrating on that sort of stuff and he was given his first project and he just said okay i gotta quit and do homes too um so we're still doing everything but that's uh i when i heard his story it was like wow what a cool way of just realization you know looking looking being interested in carpentry, carpentry and seeing what are they doing over there that's totally different than what i do why is it totally different sort of thing and then asking the question, doesn't have to be totally different, you know? (laughs) Which I thought was cool. gotta
1: capture it before it gets messed up, right?
0: Oh my God, (laughs) exactly. So, I got a three year old who loves to throw everything everywhere, so.
1: Following your dad's footsteps. Yeah, right? Learning how to destroy and then hopefully rebuild after he grows up a bit.
0: And that's part of the process of these houses too. The demo is the first like, three months so but yeah let's this go
1: I love this yeah
0: yeah 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 Gorgeous. I mean yeah you gotta love it
1: and then this like huge be- is that one tree like yeah. a whole long beam
0: it's called a god and and you know
1: Oh, when you saw that,
0: you must have been like, yeah, this is a good house to keep. Yeah, yeah, no, it's insane. I mean, it's, I think it's 18 meters long, which isn't the biggest one I've seen, but it's still pretty wild. And the whole village brought it up here, apparently, is what the uh, next door neighbor who's 90 years old told. The wall is also a kind of a story. So these, I, these are nice, but these, this room itself is what really my wife really loved. Um, The way that the iron in the wall is coming out and you can see the old little uh, straw pieces. The Tokonoma is one of the best kind of examples of it. And so we decided to recreate that which is a little bit hard because they don't make the straw in that size anymore, you have to cut it by hand. Um, But the plaster was okay to do that. And so these walls someday will start to look like this because...
1: To see, recreate it.
0: That's original. That's original, and then we're trying to shoot for that in the new ones. Which that's all. It's all been redone in here. Um, it was. It was. A lot of it was above the ceiling. It was kind of beat up. And but you can see we've got in the in this wall now. We've got the same, you know, hand-cut uh, straw. And so we're gonna. Over time, as the uh, iron kind of shows its face for us, we'll get to see it turn into that. Which I mean, it's going to take a long time, but
1: so is it a plaster mix that has like iron or iron dust in it?
0: No, you don't so. need you don't need to do that. If you do that, it's like black in <laughs> a year. Um, but you know, it it depends. I mean, you can you could do something. We've done that for a client actually, and it was really cool. Cause it, you know in three years just total color change but um, yeah you don't need to do that there's gonna be iron in the in the earth to some extent no matter what that's because there's a a piece of wood called a nuki going through there and it's sucking up the water on so the it doesn't side. react with the iron
1: on the other side of the wall
0: on the inside of the wall yeah inside of the plaster wall so that's those cool. that's why you see the nuki you know the footprint of that because it's uh. And I mean, in Japan, I think it's beautiful, and I think it's beautiful too. It a lo- there's beautiful. a lot of there are occasional clients who, you know, they're kind of like, why is it so inconsistent? I wouldn't have known that
1: though. I would have thought something was on top of the wall to make that rubbed off. Ah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, right? yeah. I yeah. wouldn't have thought
1: it. Well, you can see it wall. here
0: too, right? So there's a piece of wood spanning from column to column, which is a structural part, but also a part of the wall structure for doing the plaster. Yeah, so it soaks up more water and it doesn't um, you know, doesn't make the iron come out as much. And there's also less plaster there, so it's going to have less iron to react. But
1: That is so cool. I always learn new things when I talk
0: to you. Likewise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of things that we want to do. One is we want people to see materials and feel them in the moment rather than just in a picture which pictures are amazing too they're helpful but you know it's nice to see so you know the roof tiles on this are one type of tile the roof tiles on the other half of the house is another type of tile the uh, lower roof which is originally tile I changed into galvanized steel uh, in one just so that whenever somebody comes they could see that or you know we've got the hewn floor and the Nahion floor, and cedar, and hinoki, and kashi oak, and uh, so here in Hinoki cypress. I'm speaking half Japanese now, and um, just different types of wood that you can connect with and understand what it really is like. Um, the smells, you know, all of the uh, sensory things that one wants to get a taste for when you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your own house. Um, the tatami just came in, the tatami smells so great. Yeah. So, But she's just like, it just smells like great wood, you know, cypress and cedar and all these different wonderful smells. And I think that coming from the city, that can be a lot harder to, you know, experience. So. I mean, it's. It felt really good yesterday when all these friends and new friends were here and everybody was in the space and enjoying it and oh it was amazing it feels like you were standing at the edge of a canyon and then you just fell sort of thing like or there's this huge emptiness because you've been so um, focused you know when you're in the bathroom when you're in the shower you know the only time i make a good point of not thinking about work is right before I go to sleep I think about all the things I'm grateful for that day because that way I can pass out and I sleep like a log. But otherwise you're constantly thinking, how am I gonna put that together? Or, you know, where am I gonna get this from? Or I need to look that up or whatever, constantly. And then all of a sudden you're kind of like, oh, I don't have to do that. And there's this bubble before the next project. And it's almost depressing, to be honest. It, I mean, it's, it's a double, it, it's a very strange thing. So, I think it's the bardo in, Tibet, in Tibetan Buddhism, they call, it, they call it the bardo, which is the transition period between any one living stage and the next living stage. And in, obviously in Tibetan Buddhism, Buddhism, they believe in reincarnation, so it's literally like between this life and the next life, but it's also on a smaller scale too. Like, um, And so just diving into that is good. But. It's funny because it's a big lesson, because even in carpentry when you're working one day, there are many bardo. So you, you have a task, and maybe it's only gonna be a four hour task. I mean, sometimes there's much longer ones where you have to do it for um, several days to finish this. But there's often many times where you have a task, it's only a certain amount of time, and then there's stop. And then, especially when you're the head carpenter, what is the next task that needs to be done now? And you're thinking about that before you even get to that Bardo stage or that like intermediate stage. But um, to be able to uh, kind of stop and really uh, accept stopping in that moment is kind of hard, but also really important, I think. you know. So this two days of being able to show this to people I think is really good healing for me or you know therapeutic sort of thing to like stop and just reflect on it with everybody a lot of a lot of stories in here one is my wife wanted tile i'm not a big tile fan uh i put the tile i do all the tile and like most of our i did the tile in the entrance way i do all that sort of stuff in most of our projects but mostly just because like it's hard to do tile um in a way where you use materials that feel like they can kind of just easily go back to the earth because you've got to make it waterproof and you've got to all that sort of stuff cabinets are
1: cool too
0: yeah so There's i've interest. made a lot of new cabinets uh, for buildings and uh they're expensive because it's us to to spend the time to do something this well put together it's a really expensive project and so you know looking online and finding an old one took a long time to find something that was in pretty good shape and quite cheap you know the things it's like maybe what four it was four or five mod for this cabinet and another one that stacked together now they're a little bit more expensive I'm seeing but if I tried to make this it would be 30 or 40 mod for just this wow. because it's I mean you could make it cheaper don't get me wrong the same size thing but the amount of like handwork and it's a really detailed amazing piece and so then just fixing it you know like um, getting the rails in and stuff like that um, and then I put this uh, made this shelf which I wanted to take out I wonder if it's gonna be kind of hard to take out um just kind of putting these little fun details in you know like dovetail joinery on this little shelf
1: nobody's gonna notice that (laughs) you know it's there
0: well to be honest it was a couple of things one it was um i have done that sort of thing myself a lot but the one of the guys i was working with who i love dearly and he's a great carpenter he'd never done them Uh and i was like well why don't you try it you know which uh so that kind of story too but yeah so that you know i thought this worked out great and then just getting a nice piece of wood planing it kind of making the shelf the sink itself i had made by a client whose home we built who's a ceramic artist you don't notice it but at first but the these sort of angelic mermaid things are carrying plane and a chona, an adze, oh, and an no axe, and a chisel, I and a sashigane. I never
1: have noticed that.
0: I didn't notice it until I like put it in the end. I had seen it and then measured it and all this stuff and then I put it in the space and I looked at it and I was like holy smokes they got all the carpentry tools. It's, well we can just open the pantry. So this is another american thing uh it's a pantry so For food. (laughs) No, he has a pantry. So, what you want to use to make your whatever right now is over there, and then stuff that you're not going to need right away.
1: That's a great idea because usually people just fill this area with storage. Mm And then it gets all cluttered, right? right? Particularly with food. So just keep it all in one place. I love that. I
0: mean, it's my mom's influence. She had, she always had a pantry, whether it was big or small, and like the kids can go in and snack. We'd
1: love to have that.
0: I'd like to redo the well, so we have water. If the in in the event of some crisis, you know, people who. Kind of are out of luck maybe in this area could come and we could have enough like food left over and water and then if the solar panels are still working we could maybe have electricity and just some things like that that you know it could be i mean that's what old temples used to be in japan was literally like the place where you could take refuge in event of emergencies that's why they're on the mountains that's why they have a big room a huge tatami room that was one of their um purposes actually um, but that's not around so much anymore right so careful on your watch your head because it's this is like the, trap door room. <laughs> the oh God, trapdoor room literally there's a trapdoor there really, like, yeah yeah so dirty. that's the that's what a bunch of it was and still is and I haven't cleaned the beams up here yeah, like yeah. if I could sit here and 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 do some computer work it's wouldn't be the too bad you know
1: and you added a screen which is very rare to find in Japanese houses
0: yeah yeah I mean if I had the money and someday I'll make them all out of wood but for now it's just gotta have a little bug protection
1: beautiful area and they haven't harvested the rice quite yet
0: yeah not all of the there's it's actually very little but it's mostly done by one or two guys and i think they're getting ready to harvest it real soon so and actually i own one of the fields but the people around here kind of all uh i mean i could do it myself if i wanted but this group who uh does it for a living they we have a deal that they kind of do it and I don't have to do any uh, grass cutting um, and they get to you know make a living off of it which is fine because I would don't want that to go away no. mm-hmm. and this really pulls the air up and out in the summer mm. um, so I want to leave that but I guess someday I'll make a floor here, but I'm just kind of exhausted <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I, I say, time. I Indian say Indian that because time. this would be kind of a, a, complicated process to make a floor cause it's not, you know, not easy. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, right now I just gonna leave it like this. For yeah, a yeah this was originally straw and then mud on it. Oh, okay. And so I had to go up there and throw all of the mud out and then all the straw and it's just like leaking all over the place I mean you can still see
1: though,
0: now. yeah yeah you can still see where the mud's kind of like falling through and stuff but and that was old insulation slash like keeping stuff out but um, so I wanted to mimic the straw again mm-hmm. um, and these uh, they're called yakisudare so they're kind of like uh, smoked which means they're not gonna oh. attract uh, Uh, insects as well and it's just kind of an easy way to make a layer and then put a bunch of wool insulation up there particularly in the summer you want this barrier because the roof heat would just cook the space Mm. so if you've got a good barrier right at the um, roof uh, it, it makes a big difference so you know sheep's wool
1: oh awesome
0: yeah so
1: more natural style of insulation right In yeah the, yeah the typical what's it used now like styrofoam type material yeah
0: the styrofoam I mean this is awesome because it doesn't like it's not like fiberglass insulation that makes you want to kill yourself after you've worked with it because it's chick like these little pricklies all through your skin oh, um, it has a quite a good R rating especially if you get like the hundred uh, thickness or whatever 200 you it thickness It comes from New Zealand, um, other places too, but mostly New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it has a really low um, energy cost to make, uh, which is awesome. Um, I mean, there's complicated thoughts about the poor sheep and stuff like that. You don't have to kill them, but how well they're being treated and stuff like that. But there's also, in my opinion, more complicated thoughts about a bunch of plastic styrofoam all over my building it 's it's it's anti insect It's it 's got a, quite a bit of a fireproof wool it doesn 't uh, like go up engulf in golf and flames. it kind of burns and sizzle. Um, so there's a lot of like just natural characteristics to wool that make it a good idea for a building material. It's amazing, um, and it's been used for centuries in all log houses, like you know, stuffing it in between cracks and stuff like that. Building uh, material
1: makes sense.
0: It's an amazing building material. Mm-hmm. And so my my boss is always like, you don't actually need insulation. He's like you can live there, you know. Like we but we've both done it, <laughs> and I'm like you know I get it but
1: <laughs>
0: if I put insulation in the floor and insulation in the roof uh, we in particular don't insulate the walls as much because we want to keep it traditional plaster walls if you have a exterior cladding you can insulate between that intelligently but it's like enough so the east wing is our little more comfy home space originally the a space for the um, tools for farming yeah so it's low ceilings we put this floor in, there was no floor and obviously it was all just earth floor at the time um but uh comfy uh i told my wife when i was talking about the height of this floor and trying to you know make it the same height as that part over there um that it would be comfy and she was like i feel like it's gonna be too much kind of pressure and then she, you know, came in and she was like, yeah, "This is comfy, you know. It's nice." Originally, this was the little room for um, the person who would help with, uh, um, and so th- this this was a livable room, but it's it's the only place that had a floor so there was no floor in here this wall was not there was a wall there and you came in from here and it was just like your one room little dormitory while you're helping and so that's why this is like super low but um, it was the only way i could get because there's another room below this so i couldn't oh. t- i couldn't take it any make it any lower right because i would destroy that sort of cellar space
1: below Storage?
0: haven't done anything it's just a cellar um but the crazy idea that i've got right now is to someday make it into like an onsen
1: beautiful closet you've made
0: yeah we oh my God. i was gonna leave a, a bunch of it more original but I, then i was thinking about my wife and her wanting to put her oh, clothes see. and All stuff right. in and i thought bad. yeah i'm gonna Kind of redo that but
1: and the, this part's original
0: maybe yeah yeah and that's a floor to another small room oh, above
1: and then this is new
0: this is new Could yeah to make
1: it
0: a bit higher um i wanted to put insulation in here mm. so i put insulation in and, and took the it was originally just the roof right there so i put insulation in and brought uh these boards down for that um which I think that sort of thing will make a difference, so. Yeah, for
1: sure. And the view is amazing! Yeah,
0: and you can see, we're gonna... I think this is is the only place that I have kind of conceded to have curtains, because it's an amazing view, but it'll also be important for my wife to, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. not have to worry. Do you take out all these hooks that they've put in over time? yeah. You know, or do you just kind of leave them and maybe use them at some point?
1: The original nail?
0: yeah i mean like a hook. Yeah. yeah some of that stuff it'll want to go eventually but it's kind of like i'm in that yeah again that intermittent space where you're kind of like well, maybe those guys want to live there for a little while longer we might have we could take out this wall and get a stairs and then like that lower room could be oh, the bath yeah. and you don't have to go outside to get to the bath so someday that would be really cool. Yeah,
1: with a view of the best view. Yeah, yeah. Right?
0: and view and you could like come up here and then spend a little time on this uh, out, outside deck. So let me show you the uh, little deck out here for, uh, for uh, clothes hanging slash sort of. Um,
1: oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect for hanging clothes outside. That's okay. often an afterthought of a lot of houses, mm. and it's oh, it's in front of the house and it kind of mm. blocks the view. Right, it's beautiful.
0: So she got this hook oh, nice. to bar. You know, it'll be the washer, and then she can kind of put it all on here and then bring that out. And
1: oh, good. So
0: she wanted that. I mean, it was cool to talk to her about some of that stuff and learn her ideas for methods or whatever, and then this building um in order to get a unit bath in there which i like unit baths because they're good for the building you can use it for hopefully 20 plus years or 30 years and then you could actually take it out and put another one in so um but that in order to make not cut these beams which extend over there had to lower this all Which is kind of fun until I'm 70, and then it won't be as fun.
1: (laughs) The step down.
0: Yeah, I like mezzanines, but um, yeah,
1: some nice natural light.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to be able to like open up, and you know, I want to. I would love to be able to look out there. I'm gonna work on that um, chikorin, which is like the bamboo forest, uh, with a guy actually here, who's one of his things is making them more healthy, but also obviously more beautiful when they're kind of thinned out and so so that would be cool to be able to look out your bath at the bamboo forest sort of thing we made one more bathroom over here okay um and reused the old toilet because it was still in good shape okay, and uh did the took the top so it's kind of the same as the other but the piece, the furniture piece is the top of a two-part mesiaton instead of the bottom. But the idea is that, you know, if, a, if people come over to stay and everybody's over there having a good time and you're like, I want to go to bed, you go over to the east wing, If you, even if you're the guest. If you're us, we go to that, our room and you've got your bath you can take and you don't have to, you know, feel like you're exposed and you got your own bathroom and then the second floor is the guest room uh for staying this is the old old wall
1: very cool and this is the same thing happening with the wood behind
0: exactly yeah this is like a lot more iron in the soil too huh
1: beautiful look at those curved beams
0: right gotta save those
1: oh amazing
0: And then the back here is like storage, right? For, you can kind of see the difference here. The beams in here, I didn't give a little oil yet. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, oh, so it's a bit drier.
0: Yeah, kind of whited out. And oh my
1: gosh, look at those beams. Yeah, you, you must have seen all of these beams and been like, yep, this is staying.
0: Yep, so just like I've I've done these beams, and I know how hard it is like, how much work it is. I mean, I hew, like, I've been hewing with an axe for you know almost 10 years now, and I know how hard it is to do that. And it's like, it's so much work to get this beautiful thing. So and
1: this is freehand, yeah, axe here, right? Yeah, yeah, that's incredible.
0: It's pretty wild, huh?
1: Beautiful.
0: All the curvy wood, which you cannot buy, like, we go to buy rounds because then because we can mill it at our shop with and use that um, and it's it can be cheaper to go buy rounds at the market or whatever but you cannot buy a curvy piece of wood because they can't sell it so what's interesting is you go and there's a piece of wood you know 18 meters long round and it says magari which means like curved and you're thinking what about this piece of wood is curved but when they sell it to you know wood manufacturers any little bit of curve on that long straight means less wood and harder to you know mill correctly so that's become the curved wood but really it's these crazy wonky beams that you know can be used appropriately and make the building even stronger in some cases and just are so cool and historically it was the other way around making something you know, square and whatnot was really hard to do. Um, so it's kind of flipped on its head, and it's interesting that uh, that's how you see it now. And you, you know, it's just all the price flips right on its head because now working with a wonky beam takes a lot of skill to lay out and cut the frame right, and we don't have machines that can do that now.
1: You never find any more in Japan, right?
0: Now, you can't buy them. you got to go get, you have to go literally get them out of the forest yourself. So we'll have to do some of that too. But yeah, this is another thing, and this is a little thing, but like I put tons of conantoum in. Yeah, I saw. Because when, when the guests come, like what if you're what if you're eight or ten people here, you know, doing a zakone or something? Like everybody wants their own oh, little consento for their phone, right?
1: That's something the builders and remodelers always say is impossible.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't
1: put in more content, yeah, yeah. You know, more electricity.
0: Yeah. hubs. You're like more, give me more. But yeah, I, I mean I Well
1: thank you so much for the tour. That's awesome.
0: My pleasure. Yeah. So thanks everybody for coming around and seeing the new home and um, yeah I mean get in touch if one of the things we would love to do is be if, if you're interested in this sort of thing to be there before you buy the house because then we can find a great candidate for you to fix up at a you know cheaper and faster and still so that's yeah that's something that we'd like to try and get out uh, is for people to understand that we'd be willing to help you look Uh, because that was one of the best things for me I was able I was I go to the house and I'm not doing anything but climbing under the floor and going into the ceiling to see if the things in good shape you know Um, and I don't think that's what normal people do but (laughs) but yeah so new building is uh, um, is absolutely fantastic and for the carpenter really easy (laughs) Compared to, I mean, it's not really easy, but it feels really easy compared to um, performing the surgery on old buildings. I, if I tried to build this building new with all this amazing materials, it would cost. It would have cost four to five times. what I was able to do it for. And so, you know, it's a toss-up. Like, what are you interested in? Um, do you want it to be new, or do you do you like the new and the old together? So. And we can also build, we can also rebuild Cominka um, in a whole new place. Uh, We can also make it look much more like it was all old, you know, or try and, you know, there's so many possibilities with these buildings, just like help us save their beauty. yeah, you can send us an email. You can get in touch with me on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, look forward to hearing from you.
1: Awesome. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thanks for joining Seek Sustainable Japan on location. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Join as a member to support more videos like this. And get in touch with me or John if you have any questions or comments. would love to hear from you. Have a great day. Take care.